Figure facts for life. We just want you to be healthy. Health and happiness. If you pay attention to what goes in your body, you'll be amazed at the results. Fuel, nourish, and heal your body. Eating healthy. Well, well that's everything. Put the right fuel in. Take care of your engine. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Here's Gennaro. Roberta Janeiro. Roberta Janeiro. Welcome to Figure Facts for Life. I'm your host, Roberta Gennaro. I'm a registered dietitian with over 30 years clinical nutrition experience. I am committed to share my wisdom and the wisdom of my colleagues to help you better understand how to fuel, nourish, and heal your body through the foods you choose. I'm really excited today to have my guest, Dr. Valencia Ray. This is her second time on the podcast, but she's actually in Chicago this time. She Ooh. lives in California, but we've got her here in the studio. And I just want to welcome you and thank you for coming to Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So thank what you brought you here? here? Well, I have a week of family and business and you. And, oh, yeah, fabulous. You know, yeah, I'm so you, here, so. So you just coordinated a little trip around it. that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want you to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Well, essentially, uh, I'm a medical physician, an MD physician, and I've had this incredible journey of learning uh, through experience, really, the mind-body connection. Yes. I started out as an eye surgeon ophthalmologist, and there's a lot of things about ophthalmology and neuroscience that blend right together. And from that path, I also did some studying and coaching in general with a certification in that. And okay. then over time, uh, just as a hobby over my life, probably since my early 20s, I've had this fixation on health and empowerment and food and food, meaning gradually I stumbled into this connection between how food affects our health, our mind, our well-being not knowing that I was gearing up to ultimately end up in this final space where I am, which is called functional medicine. Right. And I literally have bought all of my background in the medical sciences, in psychotherapy, in genetics, in food, uh, all of that into a mind-body blend, which is what I really was looking for in my heart. Mm-hmm. And finally, the stars have aligned. So I'm shifted also to California, which is somewhere I wanted to live since I was about 18. Fabulous. And that's worked out. And so I have, I sold my ophthalmology practice in Chicago several years ago. And now I have a a mind-body integrative medicine personalized practice in uh, Walnut Creek, California. Walnut Creek. Okay. Shout out to Walnut Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So listen, we're on the heels of Men's Health Week. And I was talking with Dr. Ray, and I wanted to bring you in to talk a little bit about the um, testosterone level in men. I think that there's some word out there. The researchers are noting that men, 50% of men have low testosterone levels. They have, yes. uh, Their sperm counts have been falling since 1973 and by 50%, certainly. And then um, depending on their general health, and so that's what I want to address today, is testosterone beyond the usual libido, sexuality, and athletic muscle strength. That's all great, and that's all important. Uh, as well, but there is this tie-in even between low testosterone and health, and so we'll be covering Right. I, I actually have a couple statistics to share that the odds of having a low testosterone as a male is 2.5 times higher for obese men and 2.1 times higher for men with diabetes. 
and 1.8 times higher for men with high blood pressure. So, you know, the researchers, uh, I I was uh, reading a little blurb that you sent me, and it was talking about is the health condition coming um, as a result of a low testosterone level or vice versa? Exactly. Is it the chicken or the egg? Right. And it's controversial. I mean, there's no clear path, but they certainly intertwine and go together. So is it your low, your falling testosterone levels that's creating these inflammatory chronic conditions? Right. Or is it the chronic conditions lowering the cholesterol, I mean, the um, testosterone? But at the end of the day here, it's men, if you can pay attention and keep your testosterone levels in a healthy place and your estrogen levels in a healthy place, it's not that you should have zero estrogen right. because estrogen, uh, no higher than 30 usually, okay. 30 um, uh, picograms per milliliter. Right. The, um, the issue is that estrogen is important for your memory. So okay. you're not trying to get rid of it all. Right. You just don't want it high. So to the degree that you're aware of what's lowering your testosterone, keeping your testosterone at a healthy level, then you're more likely to be able to help those other health issues as well because they mirror each other. Right. Let me ask you, are they generally, is your general physician testing your testosterone levels as a male? No, no. And so even, you may be walking around with low testosterone levels, not feeling that great. Exactly. And that's the, the reason. Exactly. Some of my male patients have come to me after being cleared by their you know, primary care doctor in the, in the traditional system as a great clean bill of health for a year. Right. But because of some of the testing we do, which often includes the sex hormones, because they are very important, we find these things that they're walking around with um, these Levels that is actually accounting for why they have what's called gynecomastia, you know, breast forming, you know, kind of boobies. Or as, or as um, my stepdaughter called them, moobs. Yeah, moobs. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're walking waistline. around and you're wondering why your body is looking more feminine. Yeah. And, and your muscles are getting kind of flabby. Okay. But you've been given a clean bill of health. Right. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. So can they go to their doctor and ask for their levels to be checked? Well, you you can. It, it can vary with the time of day, depending on your age. And that's the other problem is if you just do this random blood draw, it depends on the hour of the day, maybe, especially even in, in men over 40. It's not as the same diurnal curve as you would maybe pick up when you're younger. So okay. it's really better to do the functional medicine type testing that is going to track your hormones over a 24-hour period okay, and have it follow along and at the same time uh, uh, um, tracking your cortisol levels, which are very important, and it'll also track your uh, estrogen levels. And just a totally different ballgame. As a as an allopathic physician, I had no idea these things existed until right. I, I until studied and retrained in functional medicine and came to them. And I'm like, wow. Right. And I mean, <laughs> we've we've talked about this on the program with other physicians we've had on that, you know, there's not a lot of a nutrition focus mm-hmm. or food focus. Right. It's it's more about diagnosing and mm-hmm. And, you know, finding the quick remedy via some kind of medication or something like that. Which is really finding an acute, urgent situation. Right. But it's not the long-term solution. It can actually cause 
various side effects, as we all know, in, in the long term without really treating the underlying cause of the problem. Right. So let me ask you, you mentioned that since 1973, testosterone levels have been dropping? Well, again? The, the sperm counts have been dropping. Oh, the sperm counts. Okay. Exactly. So the testosterone, it, it's been more in recent years that there's been more of a turn toward the emphasis of, of testosterone. And frankly, uh, even in women, there's a growing concern about unstable estrogen levels because there's being a connection. There's a connection being made between dementia and these kinds of you know, oh. hormone issues. Oh, wow. So that's another whole you know, side conversation. Okay. But the whole point is, is that aging does not mean you suddenly disregard your hormones. Right. Just because you went through menopause or you're a male past 60 or something. Right. It's very important to maintain interest in this area because it's important for your overall vitality and health. And one of my goals in functional medicine and as a a physician in the healing arts, et cetera, is to help people understand that aging with time and the number of years you've been on the planet does not have to equate to getting old per se. Old is a state of mind, a state of physical health and lack of vitality. And I have seen personally as a physician, so much variability in how people age. So it's not just the number oh, that you are. absolutely. I mean, you know, I was just uh, with my mother-in-law who is in her mid-90s, and she is sharp as a tack mentally. You know, she has some health things happening, but, um, you know, everybody who sees her is just like, wow, you know, they would mm-hmm. never guess her age because she doesn't present like what I guess people typically think Yeah, it's a stereotype. Yeah, it's a stereotype, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about the stress and how that impacts and insomnia. How does that impact or affect the testosterone level? Yeah, so um, I'll divide it into like three general areas so that men can really point their finger as to, well, where could I be getting all these estrogens from? How am I picking them up? Okay. And yes, as you just asked, uh, stress and insomnia, that's one of the categories. I'll start, though with uh, what's called xenoestrogens, and that's environmental. And in the environment, estrogens are everywhere, plastics, uh, phthalates, um, PVCs, which are like a vinyl chloride that you will see in, well, you won't see see it, but it's in like shower curtains or, you know, polyvinyl chloride. And you can also, the the water bottles, the plastic water bottles, Yeah, your lotions, your creams, read the labels for parabens, all of these things you're putting on your skin and your skin is absorbing them. Or you're drinking that hot water bottle sitting in your car that's leached, in the, the uh, PBA is leached into your water. Now you're drinking it. Because it's been sitting in the hot exactly. environment. Yeah. Uh, and even the non-PBA bottles supposedly can still have other chemicals in it. So the whole point is we're living in a chemical wonderland, so okay. to speak. And there are some nutritional things and supplemental things you can certainly do to ha- to help that. But then let's move into like you mentioned already the belly fat and um the hypertension. Well, there's this ideal called metabolic syndrome. Yes. I'll just put it like that. And with the me- metabolic syndrome, there are some c- components to that that if you have 3 out of 5 of these, you essentially have this metabolic syndrome. And so what would that include? Well, when you start having uh, b- the belly fat, it causes 
it can cause your insulin levels to become really high, and that's called insulin resistance. And that same belly fat can draw out these xenoestrogens from the environment and hold them there because fat ab- absorbs the it's estrogen things. better. Okay. And then fat produces the estrogen as okay. well, inflam- inflammation. That will start to move you into this inflammatory process that is part of this metabolic syndrome. Okay. When you have uh, blood sugars that are hitting 100 and over and getting prediabetes, yes. that's a part of it. Hypertension, 185 uh, over 90 or, well, I'm sorry, meant to say 135 <laughs> over okay. 85. Okay. Then when you start hitting um, hypertension or you're on hypertension medications, that is a part of that diagnosis of hypertension that will pull you into that category. Or your level of your triglycerides, if you have uh, triglycerides of 150 or if you're a man and your HDL is less than 40 or you're a woman and it's less than 50, right. any of these things put you in that category metabolic syndrome. But once you get in there, what happens is that belly fat and that inflammation affects an enzyme called aromatase okay. that catalyzes the conversion of testosterone to estrogen. Okay. And so it, it facilitates it. It facilitates it. Gotcha. So now your testosterone is being converted into estrogen. And if you have belly fat, it's clinging to it even more. If you have inflammation... That's stirring up the pot. You see, it's a vicious yes. circle. Right. Okay. And that's where it's coming from. So as your free, est- your free testosterone that circulates in the blood, it's dropping, dropping, dropping. Mm-hmm. Estrogen is going up, up, up. There's other pathways that can be involved as well. But the point is, that's where the, the man boobs are coming from and the lower libido and your muscle okay. falling and your, it can affect your bone density. Uh, men can get osteoporosis, by the way. Absolutely. You know? I have a client that has it. Yeah, exactly. I, I know. It's it's not as common. It's not as common. As in women, but it's definitely it's, out there. It's out there. And then that last ca- category of sleep. Right. That's a big one, obviously. People stay up too late watching TV on their devices, not sleeping through the night. Or working, or working. really late like my husband. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He cannot put things down. He's got to finish it until it's done. And and sometimes he's almost pulling an all-nighter. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's that, that really is not only harming your brain and aging you, but that increased cortisol can increase glucose, can increase fat storage, okay. you can increase inflammation. It's a chain reaction. Right. And so now you have this high cortisol and all this inflammation, and you're getting into that whole looking like a metabolic syndrome. So right. you can see how they these three things all interconnect right, exactly. together and you have to be proactive and conscious. Right. So how how do these men listening in and the wives that are trying to talk to their husbands or, you know, boyfriends, ta- uh, girlfriends talking to their boyfriends about, you know, um, what do they need to do? Can they how do they reach out to you, first of all? OK. Or yes. f- identify a functional medicine, medicine physician. Right. Yes. OK. So my website is my name. OK. Um, www.valenciaray.com. V-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-R-A-Y dot com. com. Okay. Uh, I do do telehealth from Illinois, and I am also licensed in California. Okay. And then you can go to the in- Institute of Functional Medicine website. Uh, you find me there. You find others by putting in your zip code. It's IFM.org. Right. And put in your zip code, and then you can find a functional medicine provider that way. Now, I'm not a PCP a doctor, so right. I want people to keep their PCP. Okay. But when they come to see me, we do the whole nutritional piece. We automatically, as part of 
the baseline programs is, are checking these cortisol levels and the testosterone and the estrogen. Estrogens and all that. And then uh, there's a whole exciting area also called nutrigenomics, oh. uh, where literally I have, I have been studying epigenetics for 20 years, but now I see how to make it come to life Use, using supplements and foods as medicine, right. upregulate and downregulate gene expression is amazing. Well, that sounds so mean. cool. And we'll probably have you back to talk more about nutrigenomics and stuff. But I just want to thank you for joining me today. And thank you for listening in to Figure Facts for Life podcast. We are just committed to share some cutting edge information with you. And some of this stuff gets real technical and stuff. But I think Basically, the takeaway is it's important what your testosterone level is as a male and your estrogen level. And if your physician cannot check that for you, find one that can. Again, my name is Roberta Gennaro. I want to thank you for tuning in to Figure Facts for Life. And make sure you check us out at Figure Facts LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great week and ciao, ciao for now.